This is a message to all my supporters of this podcast. I'm introducing a new supporters program. You can contribute a small amount as a one-off payment to show your love for this podcast. Thank you in advance for all your contributions. A payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation. But for ADP, that's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Hi, my name's Mark Hayward. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about a few of my thoughts, ideas, and comments. Um, and so I wanted to share that with you. Um, now, what I wanted to just say that um, I am on Twitter, I am on YouTube, and I also do these podcasts. Um, and I'll give you the details at the end on how to link in with me, and uh, we can discuss this, or we can try discuss uh, some of my video blogs that I do on YouTube and, and release on Twitter. Um, so today, what I'm going to talk about is a... Is, a, is The Seven Forces of Business Mastery by Tony Robbins. Now, I'm not going to say that I am a guru like Tony Robbins. And if you've seen his, his program on Netflix, I'm not a guru. You'll find that, hopefully, uh, find that funny. Um, so what I wanted to just talk about was The Seven Forces of Business Mastery. And this is kind of my spin on it. So these are his headings. These are what he bases his week. I think he does it for a weekend or it's three days where he gets people, flies people in from wherever, and he gets everyone together. And his style is just electric. He's full of power, full of bravado, full of intensity. And I would say he's incredibly, incredibly important in this this part of area of coaching and development and, and, and making sure people keep moving forward in their careers, their businesses and stuff. So um, if you've never seen Tony Robbins, where the hell have you been? First of all, um, check him out on podcasts, on YouTube, on Netflix, there's various places where you can find it. And I would definitely advise anyone that's interested in doing some sort of self-development and coaching, whether that's for business or whether that's also for uh, your personal development, check it out. Anyway, on to the, the actual seven forces of business mastery. So the first one is, this is talking about businesses and how you can be a master of your business. So uh, w- the first point is effective business map. So you've got to be able to understand where you want to be in one month, three months, six months, 12 months, three years, five years, 10 years. So you've got to have this map out and be able to understand all the facets of the business. So if you're providing a service, then you've got to understand your clients. You've got to understand what you're providing to them and you've got to know the inside and out, the industry, etc. If you're um, selling products or selling yourself as, as some sort of commodity, then you need to be able to have a sort of plan on where you want to achieve. Now, with businesses, it's a lot easier because you can kind of plan out, depending on how much revenue you've got in and profitability, you can start looking at how to, I'll touch base on this in a little bit about your marketing, your sales, your admin, your legal, all these sorts of things you need to be able to bring together in a map. And you can have a plan of, let's just say, like, 
you want to invest more people in your sales force, but you can't do it until you've hit a certain threshold of revenue or profitability, then that's in your business plan. If you're looking for extra investment to be able to increase your marketing or sales, then you need to know when you're going to do that and what you're going to, who you're going to do that with. So the second point is, and this is something which I, I, I would challenge a lot of people and not necessarily that good at. And it's actually quite a difficult thing because it's using some sort of creativity. But it's the, the, the comment is constant and strategic innovation. So you've got to be able to disrupt yourself. You've got to be able to learn from. So if you're a big corporate, as I work for, one of the things that we're trying to do at the moment is actually be disruptive within our company and actually work out ways that we can make things more like a stand up and uh, stand up more like a startup and, 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 and force the business to look at their, their areas where they've been quite settled and quite comfortable for a long time. If, if, if you're in that place, if you're in that comfort zone and you've been doing the same thing for many years and you're not trying to challenge yourself to be more innovative, I think there could be problems. There will always be at this moment with this, this, this period of entrepreneurship, which is incredibly important for business at the moment. There is always someone that is going to be able to work a little niche of your corporate. <coughs> you don't ever start as a big company. You take one section and you disrupt that market. That's niche. That is going to make a lot of difference to, uh, to your business if you actually get that right. So if you're a small company, if you're a startup or you're a small company, that sort of trying to disrupt that industry, that sector is incredibly important for your business. But it's also equally important if you're a big corporate that you're actually trying to be able to disrupt or be able to react. Sometimes it's sometimes I, I, I think with this idea of entrepreneurship and, and everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and, and even corporates giving an intrapreneur is what they're calling it now with where individuals do a startup mentality within a corporate environment i think it's a it's an interesting idea the only question that i've got is if you it's the ip i i think that's something that we need to just uh, work out as a big corporate intellectual property if you've you if you spawn the idea um maybe there should be some percentage of that but that's just a very very personal opinion uh but this entrepreneur a lot of people are, are responding to it and doing some really good stuff so and that is your innovation that is making a difference doing something different is making a change trying something fail fast move on to the next thing iterate and then if it doesn't work pivot try something else so there are those these sorts of buzzwords but basically it means try something if it works, keep doing it. If it doesn't work, then change. Slightly adapt what you're doing for a slightly different marker, a slightly different area. So that innovation is something that I would say is sadly lacking in a lot of uh, companies. And I think um, we've just seen recently uh, uh, um, uh, Toys R Us and Maplin going into administration. Uh, Maplin, for example, really, really hit a lot of interest uh, maybe five, ten years ago with producing a lot of electronic stuff, which was very reasonably priced. But they ended up just having so much stock. This is my personal opinion. They ended up having so much stock in the stores. You, you walked in and you felt like you were you were being bombarded with 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 something with batteries, something without batteries, something electric. And you really I felt I felt a little bit um, there was too much selection. Um, it's not the ideal, uh, but you look at Apple, you go into Apple, there's space. 
there's 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 the items that you want that they want to sell you and there's places where you can try it and it's interesting and it's engaging and there's people walking around asking you if you need anything maplin um sadly because i really thought at one stage they would really get a nice niche in the market where those guys that were that, that were the techies that were the software developers were the hardware developers they would go to a maplin and they would know that they would get a high quality at a decent price and i think they kind of forgot that was their market and tried to spread into other areas so um i would say maplin is is a very sad case that has gone into administration because i really think that could have been uh, if they'd have just kept on trying to innovate and uh, maybe simplify things and uh also they ended up getting a little bit of tat in the end so i i, I think uh I think there's a, there's a lot of there's probably a lot of um, products. So if you did buy Maplin or you or then you could probably buy it. And uh, although the, I believe it's gone into administration, so you can't. But um, it, there was I think there's a lot of stock basically that you could have uh, been able to use if you were interested in buying something like that. Right, number three, world class marketing. So we've talked about this a couple of times on these podcasts and on my video blogs. Marketing is so important. It builds brands. It gets your message out there. Someone described it once as as your marketing is someone walks into your store and they see your products and they engage with your products, whether it's because of the people, whether it's because of the, what the products you're selling. It really is the reason why people buy from you. So um, the next point I'm going to talk about is sales, but these go hand in hand. You have the sales people who go out there and sell your products. You have the marketing people come in, get invited in, whether it's on social media, whether it's a store, however that engagement is, you walk in, you like metaphorically walk into the store and why are you going to buy it? So you need to be able to do this. Uh, and I think incredibly important that we've talked about this before, the art side and the scientific side. Um, the art side is creating a buzz, creating an atmosphere. It's creating something that goes viral. Um, the problem with that is, in my opinion, it's hit or miss. You can be controversial and get a real huge marketing campaign. Um, but then are you actually being true to yourself or are you just being controversial for controversial sake? If it's a business or if you're selling yourself in some capacity, I would say your marketing needs to be a little bit more scientific. So that means that you start using metrics, you start understanding uh, what people are selling, what people are buying and what age groups, what demographics, what sex, whatever, what um, what what area? Uh, why are people buying new things? Uh, do you get people that are uh, long-standing clients? Do you get people that just flick on if it's a website, flick on and flick off, or do you get people actually logging on and having a decent look? And you can ke- collect a lot of analysis, a lot of analysis from these different places. So, for example, just a real-life example, Twitter. Uh, I've got a Twitter account, an active Twitter account, and I look at the demographics behind the um, uh, the analytics behind Twitter, which I find incredibly interesting. So it gives you an idea of the type of people that that were interested in your in, in, in my my product, my, well me, my brand, selling myself as as someone who has an element of of expertise or understanding of the business, technology, and coaching world. So um, that's interesting, and I think that is. That, that triggers from just good marketing into world-class marketing. So I would definitely advise anyone that um, wants to do marketing, yes, it's, 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 
it's exciting to create a viral something that goes viral but equally building up a slow steady iterate learn pivot then do again repeat it iterate pivot learn doing it again that is equally as rewarding because something that is that's organic that grows is actually sometimes the most rewarding thing because something that go that comes in 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 five minutes often goes in five minutes as well so um just have a think about that so then sales sales masters mastery um i think um you need good salesmen whether that's a one-man band and that's you selling, whether it's a startup and you're part of you, you're doing the sales and marketing side, whether you're in a you're in a big corporate and you're trying to work out how to improve your sales internally or externally, these are all really interesting things. And some people, some people completely shy away from from it, um, and some people like it. Um, I must admit, I've developed in the last year and half maybe a real excitement about going out and selling things and demoing things and talking to people, finding out their needs, what they need. Is there anything that we can supply that, that supplements in these? Often there is. Um, so I would say it's, it's, it's an incredibly exciting. You have to have a thick skin though, because of every 10, 100, 1,000 uh, opportunities, that you, got, you might only chain like 20 percent, you might turn into wins so that that's that's uh that's what you need to just understand when, when it comes to sales there are often going to be loads of opportunities but not that many sales um the, the 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 best salesmen are the people that can close now there's a whole bit that i've done about um sales and uh please check it out on the podcast before um but your idea of being able to set the scene get a hook set the scene paint the picture close which means giving them one thing that they need to do buy the product or whatever it is so i would say that's that's really important you need to be able to have people if it's not you then the people in the team that are able to go out and sell and demo and show your business your product your service uh to 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 customers or targets and so it's incredibly important that you have to be top notch at sales the next one is about financial and legal. So you need those parts of your business. It sounds, sounds obvious where you've got to have it, but it, it's not quite as obvious as you think. You need to be able to have a payroll and you need to be able to pay your staff. You also need to maybe, uh, so, so it's a bedrock. You have to be able to pay your staff. So anything that's financial, uh, it might be investments, your business might invest, or it might be a personal investment or whatever. Um, all incredibly important and should be, um, thought about uh the legal side you need to have engagement letters or contracts whatever they're called in your area you need to be able to contract with people and be able to have a robust contract so if something goes wrong you don't have to sell the house to be able to pay for some person's cock up whether it's yours or someone else's so that sort of uh, financial and legal framework is a must and that should be bedrocks of your business um Next is maximization and optimization. You need to be able to maximize every part of your business, whether it is innovation, or basically all the things I've discussed, the innovation, the marketing, and the sales, you need, and, and to an element, the finance and the legal, you need to be able to maximize those to the, mo- the fullest. Now, uh, you need to get the best people. 
often uh, getting the best people is not the easiest thing to do. But I would say it's incredibly, incredibly important that you get the best people that you can. Um, Steve Jobs has, has often been quoted uh, as saying that he wanted people that were cleverer than him. Now, he's obviously a very clever man. And that just shows you what he expected from the people that he worked with. He expected them to be better than him. Um, and so I think that's something that you've got to be able to understand and just appreciate you. The other thing is you, you, you might have certain skills that are more suited to you. So for me, I, if I started up a business, I'd be keen to get involved in the sales and marketing, but less so on the sort of payroll and the sort of, uh, legal documents. I'd, I'd, I would hire the best people I could to do those bits that I don't really enjoy <coughs> and are not really very good at. Sorry about that. I'm not very good at it. So you got to be able to maximize things with most most important people in your business. So you might end up having to hire a CEO and you might be the chairman or something of your business because you need someone that is uh is available and is is uh, is, is is going to optimize your business. So I would definitely say um creating the best people, the best culture is the most important thing. And the last one of these seven forces is to create a raving fan culture. Now, this sounds a bit of a weird one, but what you want is you want to be able to instigate the most strongest opinion about your product, service, person, whatever it is. So you want to be able to get people to be, love you, because you 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 can't be someone that everyone just thinks is all right. You will not make a business successful out of being all right. Okay, yeah, that's all that's pretty good. You need to be able to get a certain niche of people that love you, that want you to succeed, that love your product, want your service. They want that now. And these people are the people that are going to come back often and often and regular, regular, regular. And it's going to come over and over and over again because they love your product, service, person, whatever it is. So I would say like, um, it's, it, it's important that you make yourself distinguishable and also it makes you, you've got to be able to be that something that's different and something that excites people. And, and it's equally, you'll have the people that absolutely love you equally. You will have the people that hate you, that hate what you stand for, hate what your business, they don't like your product, your service, whatever it is. And then that could be for any number of reasons. And do you know what? I don't care about them. They control, they can criticize. You, you can't let those sorts of things affect you. Um, but it, uh, Rob Moore said, uh, until you've had a troll, you've never really lived. Uh, you, you, you're not successful unless you've actually had someone that wants to troll you. So, um, I can say I haven't and therefore I haven't made it. Uh, so, uh, equally, trying to get that stage where I get people that absolutely love me and also people that if they don't like me, they tell me and, they, and I just have to deal with it. So um, that's the point about the raving culture. You need to get that differentiator. You need to get that USP, unique um, point, special point. You need to get something that is distinguishable and that will make people absolutely love what you do. So that is what that's what I would challenge you to do is to get that raving culture. You just don't want to be that sort of person that does it all right because you're never going to be hugely successful on that. So so there we go. That's the the seven forces of business mastery. My interpretation of Tony Robbins' um, 
ideas uh by all means give me some messages whether you think that uh, mine was any better or any worse than tony robbins i'm probably guessing if anyone does message to me they'll probably say it's worse but go for it let's let's hear your thoughts and maybe maybe what i will challenge you on is why why do you think it is worse and for you to give me that reason and then i can take that as constructive fit uh, constructive feedback right so my name is mark hayward I am a corporate employee with an entrepreneurial mindset and you can check me out on Twitter on Mark Hayward 169 on YouTube. It's got all of my videos, uh, which I release on Twitter as well. And obviously I've got this podcast, uh, which you can find on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you very much.